0: Ballers, rappers, you're looking for the stars and the Hollywood actors. It's not a game, we talk about what's good. Yeah. What's good?
1: We in the building again. Once again, what's going on, man? Another oh, man. episode of Rappers and Ballers. This is a special one. We got family in the building. We had a beautiful secret location. It ain't gonna be so secret soon after this, but um. I'm Johnny Volga, of course, star. and we got the boy, the legendary Steve Legendary Lo Bell, in the building. The good? OG rappers and ballers, I like that. That's yeah, yeah, right. Rappers That's and balls. right, man. I like you you're you part of the game so so long, so we're gonna try to get into everything. There's no chance we can get into everything. How much stuff?
0: That should have probably take all year. I know. Right? Just just the, just the third. How how many years? Over thirty. Over thirty. Over thirty years. I want to say this real quick before we start.
2: Um, God is great. Rest in peace, All to the, the late great Jam Master Jay from Run DMC. That's how I met Fredro, and rest in rest in peace to Big Big DS. Rest in peace. And shout out Absolutely. Stick. and Shout out Swabby. The original Absolutely. The original Onyx, Onyx Foundation. Yes,
0: yes. I wanna I wanna go back when you said we used to go to his. Steve was the early entrepreneur. A lot of people don't know. Just we that. met him through Jam Master Jay, mm-hmm. and and we would actually go to your bar to test the records. Mm. Like this the like the
1: reaction of the crowd?
0: You know, just you know, it was it was a cool environment. Jay, Randy, the whole Jay, rest in peace to Marvin. Yep, Jay's brother, yeah. And we would all go there and your man, the wee guy, we'd be yes. weed. Rest in peace. Rest yes. in peace to him too. It was, it was this Asian dude who used to he used to blow us down. We used to go to the bar, he used to have all the ill trees mm. and he was like, like like I wrote him I wrote the Onyx movie and he's part of it, that Asian kid because wow. Yeah, because he was part of that. Whole shit, you know, rest in peace to We were ahead
2: of our time of week right? And this is Queens, yeah, this is Queens yep. on Union Turnpike near St. John's University. And mm. like you said, he was coming to the bars and restaurant I'm gonna tell a funny story, and obviously, we'll go over the place because we could talk here for years. Oh, yeah, we good. good. Mm. They wanted to create mark. the next Marky Mark, <laughs> and who, who, who did? sticky and fragile. <laughs> and, 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 and even no Jay, funky so they want they used my bar to do like a casting for the whiteboards, right? Mm. you know and they finally found this kid, right. and Stick wrote this song, like, exercise your body, your triceps, your biceps, some shit like that, <laughs> right? We wrote it together, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah they found this one kid, and they put him in the studio, yeah. and we, we obviously used the bar, because it's near St. John's, so a lot of uh, fraternity brothers would come, mm. and we had sorority sisters working there, and they found this one kid, and they made the record, and then I had a bartender named Ed Frank on the weekends. Mm. He worked for me. But during the week, he worked for Relativity Sony for Alan Grumblatt. Mm. And Alan. at that time, Relativity was in Hollis, Queens. And we went over there for a meeting to play that record with Jam Master Jay and Fred Jones, wow. Sticky and myself. And that's when I met Alan, and then he offered me a job, and I got a is job. Is that when you Relativity. met Alan
0: through that? Yes. Yo, um, I just, I, for Alan. the record, okay. here's how the record went. <laughs> oh, wow. Exercise your biceps, abdomen, waist, and triceps. Keep your body in tip-top, because it's the only one that you got. That's yeah. how it went. Remember? Wow.
2: Wow. You remember it, Yo, and let me tell you something. That shit could go flat right went,
0: <laughs> No, It would have
2: went because, it, it, you know, look, it could go now, too, but oh, Onyx was so on fire. You had Jam I think, produced the record, him, right. and and then they wrote the record for the kid, and the kid was a good-looking kid, yeah. and have got commercials, and yeah. now listening to it, because fitness is so big,
0: yeah, man. It was ahead you of his time. So, you guys were so ahead of time. It was of his ahead time. of his time at that time. Like, like hip hop wasn't ready for that. Did and it? I want
2: to give you a flowers now because Onyx was way ahead of that
0: time. Mm. Way
2: ahead of that time. And thinking of that, like, and then coming to me to go, yeah, we would have used the bar to cast it was genius. And, and another thing is, there's a video called Throw Your Guns in the Air, and I'm in that video running down <laughs> the hill, man. We were wearing snorkels back then, you know? And then they shot a video on Howard Beach with Biohazard in right. the old pool. Right. And I was there too. Like, I was team onyx man back yeah. then because of Jam S J and J M J records and eat 'em up was their like romance security and they came through with the army fatigues. I even got a picture with Fred and Run, I think, when I'm wearing a blue army vest, like mm. the thinner ones, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> I even went
0: on the road with them, like yeah. man, so So how did you how did you how did you even get down with Run D M C? Let's let's just yeah, take I it from a, the, the, the like the what beginning. was the first Son of you getting down with Run D. those scene. were great memories we just talked about. Just I can't one. Really remember the lyrics though. I no, know, you know, hard growing hard up in me. Queens,
2: you know, I, I grew up with Run and D and Jay. You know, Russell's been my mentor. Mm. You know, they call me the right Russell Simmons. But, <laughs> you know, just living in Queens and um, me and Marvin were really cool. Jay's brother, rest in peace. Mm. And, you know, I met Jay that back then, then, then. And Jay was just cool with me. Right. And he fucked with me. And back then, you know, we, we would try to get some phones to use, and uh, back then they had those flip phones, and yeah. we would try to be the first ones to get them, even though the bills were a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, me and Jay had a lot of things in common. He loved football, so we used to go to the New York Giants game, shout out to my man Pepper Johnson. Yeah, Pepper. We used to love basketball, you know, shout out Mark Jackson and stuff, and mm-hmm. go to the Knicks games and, even back then, yes. St. John's, Mark Jackson and Chris Mullen, Bill Wellington used to play for St. John's. And then Jay would let me come on the road with them. And, you know, even if it was in a van or whatever the case, maybe I'll go on the road with them, carry bags, whatever it is, just to be around, hang around. Cause call the right yeah, and they call my white right boy Steve, and I'm like, how do you get, a, how do you make money doing this and stuff? But even on the 4th of July, man, Jay would call me, he's like, yo, we got to go see your Italian guys in Spaghetti Park and Corona mm. and get fireworks and go back to Hollis and blow them up and let the kids see some nice shit, and, yeah. you know, through the good and bad, I was there with Jay, man, so, That's
1: dope, man. you know, That's we dope. were
2: really friends, and obviously, I got close to Run and D, um, and, you know, the rest was really history. I was hanging around Def Jam records, Rush Management, Profile Records, because Run DMC was really signed to Profile Records, I don't know that. Right. DJ Quick was signed to Profile Records, too. You know, Run DMC was never signed to Def, Def Jam. Jam Records. That's a people don't know that. People don't understand that, and then, you know, and then, like I said, like, just meeting mm-hmm. people. i would be in the clubs with Jay. Jay loved Moet. we just be in the party yeah, stuff. Jay definitely loved Moet, man. Yeah, man, go to 111 huh? Barrow, his condo and stuff. There's the only guy I've ever met who had carpet on his walls. That was condo. No one puts carpet oh, on the walls. Oh, he was. So, he was so, his know, soul, yeah. And that's why wow. I keep his name alive, man, you know. And shout out his sons. We just dropped the uh, after the pre-rolls work. on the cassette, but... Like I said, I kids, wouldn't man. be sitting here if it wasn't for Jam Master Jay, and I'm always keep his name alive.
0: Yeah, we had we had Jam Sorry. Master Jay's sons on the show, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? And um, they were talking about the weed and, and the cassettes. Can you go into that with how your relationship with Jam Master Jay kids? Yeah, so the crazy thing was the oldest son, Jitter, mm-hmm. from a different mother,
2: I watched him grow up because Jay would bring him to my bar and play pool and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was close to him. And the other two kids are from another mom. Mm-hmm. And I, and they were really young when Jay passed away. Right. And the only only memory I have with them is we were in a Disneyland in Orlando. Mm. And we're on a log uh, waterfall the log. coming down. Yeah. I still got that picture. Um, it was me, Eric Blam, um, Jay, um, and his three kids coming yeah. down this water log. And then, you know, he passed away. They were still young. Right. So we didn't even have a relationship. And I would run across them a lot. But they they, they, they were cold to me. You know what I mean they weren't even warm they were cold um and then one day you know Jesse the youngest son reached out to me and he's like you know I need to talk to you mm-hmm. and he reached out to me and we met and he's like yeah I, I just want to ask you a couple things about my dad and stories and stuff because I've been watching you over the last 10 years you always saluting my dad and talking mm-hmm. about him and keeping his name alive so I needed to get to know you myself
1: mm-hmm. yeah and we
2: built a relationship organically and that's what I love to do and then he told me I got this Jam Master Jay concept with the cassettes. Yeah, I'm like, man, that's fucking genius. Yeah, did you know that your pops loved smoking weed? This <laughs> makes this is like genius. And he's like, man, I really want to put it in the cookie store. And I'm involved with the cookie store. I'm like, no problem. And we did the drop a few months ago. And we gave, they called Adidas. Adidas gave out shell toes. It made sense. Who's there? What, what fucking dispensary gives out yeah. shell toes on yeah. the drop? And yeah. then he gave out t-shirts. And you guys came to support. Ferg
0: was there. Yeah,
2: they Ferg came through. And. Um, and it was amazing. So now the Jam Master Jay pre rolls are in, in a lot of our dispensaries, man. It's a genius idea. People love it. and We're gonna take it. Yeah, the tape to is going states. crazy. Yeah, everybody, yeah. Go,
1: everybody go crazy when they see that cassette tape. They yeah, think it's yeah. an actual cassette. Oh, there's some cool
2: memorabilia. Yeah, I was cool with Jay's and mom, and rest in peace, Connie Mazel. His sister Nita, mm. rest in peace. Mm. His brother Marvin. Mm. And I was, and I told Jesse, I said, you know, I met your mom through Jay. Jay passed, so there's really no reason I need to deal with your mom. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what I feel about things. If like you didn't meet someone through somebody, but if you met them through somebody and they pass, like in case they need something, if she ever needed something, I would do that. But yeah, like, we're not supposed to be best friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So integrity-wise, and now family, it's family, family regardless. So you're, you know. you're, you're behind. I was just sitting here thinking about it because it's messed up. You know, it, it's part of the game. But hmm. all the rest in pieces. Why 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 you speak? You you've been when you're in the game thirty years that's a lot of people we lost in this industry and i'm just sitting here thinking about everybody you work with it's everybody i fuck with if you think about it big pun yeah. bone thugs nipsey you know what i'm saying ain't yeah, right me
2: like you know just so you don't feel like damn you got to curse on him no you know what i mean like, no 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 no, so, no no i'm just saying like nah, these it, are like you know, major look, figures jam you know? no, yeah, nah, master jay rest in peace look man right you know he got killed in his own neighborhood supposedly by somebody knows to be determined and in his own hood, helping people, right? right? You know, you know, Big Pun used to drive around the country with me with Fat Joe in the van. Yeah. You know, and shout out Big Pun and his family. They just gave him his own Greatest. sign up in the yeah. Bronx. Yeah. Shout out to Chris
1: Rivers, man. But Dude, you know, yeah. I know
2: Pun. You know, don't when he too. was Joe's artist and he, and he wasn't even blowing up yet. Right. And Big we would go on. around the country in the van, and because Joe didn't fly, and Pun would be on the stage with him and rapping his shit. And a lot of you don't notice, but Pun's first real verse was on the Fleshbone album. Yeah. I yeah, gave yeah. him a feature on that. Um, easy, e, rest in peace. You know, he put me with Bone Dubs, and that made me way. come to West Coast. E easy put you with Bone. Easy e brought me to West Coast, and 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 that's how I met Bone Dubs. Did dug's you mean mama. did you
0: mean Easy through Run DMC? Yeah, collapse? no, I met
2: Easy through working in Relativity Sony okay, yeah, because Relativity. Ruthless Records was distributed through there. That. Right. And right. that's how I met MC Ren and Bloods of Abraham and At-Band Clan, which Will am was in that group. Mm-hmm. And Bone Thugs yeah.
0: and,
1: and Fat Joe on Relativity. So now yeah, you and a lot of, of artists on Relativity. So now you started
0: to expand from, from, from New York to around the globe, yep. not the globe, but around the nation. Yeah, but yeah. cool. traveling with
2: Run-DMC, I got to meet different people in different states. So when I got to Relativity, I was working with... Beat Nuts, M.O.P., Frankie Cutlass, Fat Joe from the East. Mm-hmm. Then the Midwest would be, because of Easy and Ruthless, Bone and Army, Dayton Family from Flint. Mm-hmm. And then the Bay Area drew down and Mac Mall. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then from the South, 3-6 Mafia, Project Pat. Damn. And then Suave Owl, shout out Tony Draper, 8-Bone MJG, Mr. Mike Teela, South Circle. So I was dealing with artists from all over the country. That was J-People too. When I got to Tony Relativity. Draper, yeah and relativity really was a powerhouse label with all those things
0: yeah they had and then you know
2: you know look i mean biggie i did the bone and biggie and he passed um nipsey you know i worked
1: with nipsey and found nipsey with big u he Mm -hmm. passed but you know everybody we could talk all day long about yeah but let's talk about that bone and biggie because like, for the East Coast, I was a Bone fan. You know, I was a huge Bone fan. But I, it wasn't a thing in the in the East. Well, let me break no, that down. No, that's bullshit.
0: Yeah. Not,
1: now, he's right. Not, he's, a little, no. he's a little bit of right. Dog, no, until the biggie thing. Well, let me break said, it down no, while no.
2: you say that, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I would always tell Flex, like, yo, Flex, like, play these guys, man. And yeah. a lot of DJs wouldn't play Bone. Yeah. Right. I'm from New York. And I'm now living in L.A. and I work with Bone. And we're selling out stadiums. And we got big records. But New York ain't showing love.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. and they had a unique style
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um one day you know look
1: that I style mean, everybody tries to do it and the nowadays. only
2: artist that ever recorded with easy in the studio Pac in the studio mm-hmm. um um biggie. mariah Carey in the studio biggie in the studio big pun in the studio Jam jay mentored mm-hmm. them after he died after easy yep. died um but you know and, and r.i.p to Gaddafi and fatal and park because i managed the outlaws mm-hmm. for years and shout out ed and napoleon and noble and castro but It was funny, right, because Puff calls me, Fat Joe calls me first and Mm -hmm. says, yo, Puff's gonna call you, Biggs in L.A., he wants to do a song with Bone. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, Puff calls, he's like, Biggs at the record plant, pull up. And we pull up like 40 deep, but at that time, it was 1995, Bone was popping. And they were all in their their own little worlds, and I was like, yo, you gotta pull up. And they would just pull up one one at a time. Mm -hmm. And um, Stevie J, that the younger generation knows from Love & Hip Hop, is one of the best producers of all time. Like that death, death, All of that. Did you know, made that beat. Hitman. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I
0: didn't know that. That, that yeah. song
2: was done in He's an in hour. not that picture?
0: Works. Yeah, that
2: song was done in an hour. Those are all my pictures that float yeah. around, and, and then New York got on. Right. Not saying the fans. because yeah, There was yeah, a yeah. lot of fans in New York. It Robert solidified Lazy it. Lazy Bone yeah. to New York. He walked the streets, be like, "Oh my God, Bone! Yeah. Like yeah. seeing Michael oh, Jackson." But That's it major. solidified DJs. Yeah. And industry people in New York to understand Bone. Right. But meanwhile bone saw a lot of more records than a lot of people in New York.
1: Yeah.
2: Artists. And Fat Joe was really cool with Bone and he he ran around with them too to you know to get his shit going on certain things. Yeah. Um so and then mm. the crazy thing, Mariah heard the record, and Mariah calls me one day and it's like, I yo, I want Bone on a record and Stevie J did that record. Yeah. Breakdown. Yep. Break
1: breakdown. Break, break break yep. Yeah. So, so, so my giant.
0: So so you oh, took so you took Bone with thugs all right, way around the world? I mean, I'll be honest with you I, everything I do in life,
2: I feel it's God. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Easy discovered them, he passed, they didn't really know no one, and I rocked with them, and I was, had my blinders on just to work with them, because there's four, and there's five members of them, but Flesh was in jail, mm. to be honest with you. That's like five JZs in the group, bro. Oof. When you're managing a group and you know his antics, yeah. four of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of egos. I feel bad for the road manager. The road manager, everybody's got egos or yeah. emotions, got their own crews and posse. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you know, Bone, they all had their own bus with like forty of their homies, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm controlling together. I'm controlling a hundred guys, yeah. know, on tours and making sure everybody's on the bus and no one gets left. So you know, and, and, and you know, I helped Crazy Bone with his solo album and. Their record company, Mo' Thugs, and you know we had a great journey, Shabu man. Yeah, yeah, run. I, run. I put thugs. run on the Fleshbone no, album, and we I want you know you to we won some Rumble, Grammys Rumble. together, you know. Not,
0: not He's a a the Rumble. biggest bone. He might have been at a couple of those shows. He had to yeah, be. I've seen we him. We won a show, Grammy. You seen him at a show at, at the, the ball, front like We won a Grammy. We
2: won a Grammy for Crossroads, right? We won a Grammy for Crossroads. We won a Grammy with Crazy Bone, with Camellia, Riding Dirty, Shout Out Playing Skills, just producers that I had discovered. And we wanna grab it riding dirty, but yeah. what were you about to say? What room were no, you? No, 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 no.
1: The the, the I wanna go back to the uh Biggie Bone Thugs, the session. That's mm-hmm. a legendary session. Yeah. There was 40 people there. You seen the pictures. Everybody was there. All the Thug, Biggs people, Junior Mob, everybody. Must have been a lot there of there. weed in that
0: studio. Session. So that's
1: what they said. That's that's what I want to talk about. A lot of weed. Izzy was saying, yo, they had, I don't know what Biggie thought about us, but he had the most butt I ever seen for a session. Yeah, so and let, Hennessy, me break, let me read. Let me break I the vision seen. down for you, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Busy really ran around with nobody back then. Mm-hmm. So he finally pulled up by himself mm-hmm. with, with a security uh, animal's name, security. And he came and knocked this shit out in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Crazy Bone hangs with nobody, so he came by himself. Not even security. Yeah, Flesh was there, <laughs> and he came by himself. Mm-hmm. Wishbone, who was really cool with Big, was in Cleveland, so he didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And then Lazy Bone, he he loves hanging out with the homies and the crew. And he yeah. brought all the most thugs with him. So that's the part. That's of why the story so all wanted deep. to talk about though. And then Little C's was there with yeah. with Big, and definitely was Big had a lot of weed, Hennessy and Doritos.
1: It's in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> so so Dude, the record's being done. Like he said, uh, um, Busy goes right uh, uh, does the first verse because Biggie ain't lay his verse. Do you down.
0: know every? Do you know all the lyrics to that song? To so that
1: song, probably. You want to go? Up. We gotta no,
0: it right I'm in. saying he's the biggest
1: motherfucker no, ever. No, don't so, trust him. so, so check don't this out. <laughs> so, um, so Busy does the first verse, uh, then Crazy goes. Mm. The story is Lazy, since he went third, started hitting a the bottle. Mm. They woke him up like, "Yo, knock your verse out." He's like, "All right, boom." Goes into the booth, one take, ins and outs, boom. He's done, and then Biggie was like. I ain't, I ain't doing my verse today. Well, nah, I mean, verse. there was a
2: lot of Hennessy in there. Yeah. And Bone, you know, loved drinking Hennessy. Like, a lot of people like to drink Hennessy. And I still do. as they get older, they don't, because that shit will kill you. Yeah. Um, You know, they just all knocked out their verses so quick. Big was just stunned. Yeah. And he didn't do his verse in California. He went back to New York, wanted to study it, and really master the flow. Master the flow. When word. he passed away. And we didn't hear the record until it passed game. and it came out. Mm-hmm. And I ran into Puff and I said, Puff, what was the deal? And I asked Season. He said, he went back to New York and he laid his verse back there and it took him some time to really master it. Okay. it. So there wasn't an original verse that was right a record. He ever did? Yo, Bone yeah, Dogs had
0: yeah. that nigga big like never it, went, it. He, Hold never went
2: <laughs> okay. he never went into the booth. Right. Gotcha. But, because he was like, yo, like rock. And the guys were anxious to rock. And it's a whole group. different style. And well, that's why was like, he was a great but, sure but, the but I'm sure
0: they wanted him to see him do his verse yeah. too, though. Oh, okay. yeah, if I'm no, doing no. my verse,
2: I want you to do yeah. your verse too. But See, if it's a Fredjo record and he brings in some guests, he's going to say rock first. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Big was like, yo, rock first. And, right. and Busy took the initiative, like, yo, I'm going to set this off. Mm-hmm. So when they were done, they really didn't hang out. They just gone. They were just like, ah, right, we did this and we're out. Right. And then we left, you know? And then... If he did it or not, big, he did do it though. He did it in New right, York. but in, I never you know, see him touch the booth. You know, right, and yeah. this I'm gonna tell you right now, there's a guy named Brian Perry that he knows really well. Mm-hmm. He was there with cameras filming that. I Brian Perry it, had all that footage, footage at I don't know where that footage is oh, Brian's oh, a fucking Brian, oh, where the footage is. at
1: motherfucker. Brian
2: got the footage or someone he knew he hired to film. And got it, but that footage is somewhere from that studio session. I got the picture, shout out to Arnold Turner. I got the pictures mm. so you, you you were rocking with bone for a while and then for a while you weren't no i've been rocking with bone for 20 years
1: man since ninety they've they been torn all over yeah later. i've been rocking
2: with Bone since 93 since easy introduced me to him and i don't know if you know straight out of comp the movie when ice cube ran into easy mm-hmm. i was there with two of the members of bone when he ran to Easy. that easy was right ice cube and straight out of the talking. The at the tunnel. Legendary Tunnel. That was in the movie? Beef. Yeah, yeah but the they didn't movie. show me and Bone. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Easy says, yeah, I'm here with Bone. They
1: only put the Bone tape in the movie. Exactly, like, but, but he them.
2: did say when he ran the Cube, he's like, I'm here with Bone. And we went to mm-hmm. the tunnel, and Easy wanted to walk back to the hotel. and It was kind of chilly. He ran a flannel, yeah. and then he got pneumonia. You, you had Easy in the tunnel? Yeah, bro. Yep. Wow. Yeah, he ran to Cube. He says in his face of the They just didn't show us. And I think I was there with two of the members of Bone, and two of them stayed at the hotel that night. It was cold. It was winter. Uh, easy had his two simone bodyguards the twins and he walked back to the hotel he said yeah. i mean he said i'm gonna walk back to the hotel and he had a flat on suppose mm, he had pneumonia yeah. it was really cold that he day he wanted to walk but up, I had him in the tunnel and um i've been rocking with bone a long time like people people think like oh we have this and that every mm-hmm. brothership has mis, you know communication or and yeah. tribulations but no, there's I mean so like many that. of them, them like, um, there's five of them so certain times they do different things i'm not involved but yeah it always comes back to you know uncle steve they look at me as a little because like they respect me. Yeah. And no manager's been with a group that long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's loyalty and integrity and principles and morals and we've been through a lot of shit. Yeah. All
0: right.
2: so I, I can that. send them to my family right. and my brothers. Did you know Crossroads was a remix? The one you heard? Yep. Oh, the original, original one? Yeah. The one
0: yeah. we saw the video for was a remix? A remix. Yep. Wow, I didn't know after, that. So,
2: so, so what we're sitting here right now is mm-hmm. the first of its own kind. And I'm honored and humbled that you guys are the first to do a podcast here and interview, yeah so Appreciate like we're virginizing it right hello and I interviewed him a long time ago seven eight years ago with my 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 podcast live with Steve Obell's way ahead of my time but mm-hmm. in here is a recording studio where we're sitting and the stuff on the walls is the stuff that I curated for like 30 years in my dad's house in Queens mm. not knowing that I would ever use it mm-hmm. so there's a full-blown recording studio as you can see all the great equipment from karaoke to slate and we'll show you the vocal booth later because Fred just gonna lay a verse mm. and when you go out is a hip-hop museum and we curated again a lot of you know i call them tchotchkes you know things that i saved throughout the years because back then and Joe can you know obsessed i mean you know talk about this as well is that we had a lot of promo items from mm-hmm. promo t-shirts to stickers to keychains to water bottles mm-hmm. to so many different things i have the first original def jam invite for a christmas party from 1994. (laughs) (laughs) and and you would think a weed job but back then it wasn't weed in there so (laughs) that's that's a new museum we have a stage out there where we're going to have djs we have a death row records chair and then it goes into the dispensary and it's a full-blown dispensary Mm -hmm. and in the dispensary you get to see the cultivation Mm -hmm. and then upstairs we have a 400 lighter cultivation Mm -hmm. um and we came up with this concept because we want to do something different i got involved with the cannabis business four years ago with, with burner yeah. with his cookies brand yeah and he owns cookies and lemonade and the reason why we call this place lemonade powered by we working because i'm powering it mm-hmm. but the brand is the brand and we have a cookies Willow hill store which is 20 minutes away so we want to yep, compete yep. so cookies only getting bigger around the world so you're competing with yourself yeah we're doing something right. big in puerto rico and yeah, Cookies them. is opening up in a lot of states around the country and the world so... Cookie's um, got the best
0: fucking yeah, weed. I yeah. go on there. So I mean, Lemonade does too. It's uh, the same thing. It's just two different yeah. retail type of... Uh, right. uh, uh, so so basically, y'all got Coca-Cola and Pepsi.
2: Yeah.
0: Fuck it. Ooh, exactly. Y'all take y'all pick. That's a great we, 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 analogy. Own, we own both of them. It's a great, you know what's so crazy, bro?
2: <laughs> Remind strange. me, somebody. I have original, at least two or three, different types of Onyx promo T-shirts mm. from the 90s. Wow. When did you guys came out of the 90s? 90,
0: that are not even... Did
2: fucked up on the neck brand new because when we go out there you'll see I saved a a lot of promo t-shirts but I couldn't put a lot out but I'm going to pull these out the box for him
1: and you're
2: going to go crazy when I pull these Onyx t-shirts I don't don't even have that shit (laughs) I I don't even have that shit I found a Bone Thugs and Harmony Art of War tour from 1996 tour shirt Mm. and my merch guy says it's worth 4 grand so see what he says he doesn't have this stuff most of the time artists (laughs) they never wanted to save nothing they're like I don't give a fuck Exactly. me I kept everything and just stored it and stored it and stored it. You got awards
0: tickets. You
1: got yeah, like, not yeah. even like- Which you
0: bang, see what bang, I have I up, up there. And I have so much more, You you know, you like know put it out. You know Burpadel. You know of course. Burpadel, rest in peace at Burpadel. Yeah, rest in peace. Yo, he had so much memorabilia, it's crazy. You you, you like the next generation of Burpadel. Yeah, but you know what? You're right, I have so much stuff stored. And now that we're gonna open, people yeah. are hitting
2: me because they see the video online, they're like, yo, I wanna donate stuff for you and this and that, but I made sure I, I, I filled up everything that there is no room, but I'm going to take (laughs) this concept and open in different states when cannabis goes legal in New York mm. he gonna bring and you so that and yellow and so.
1: jacket from Sunset
2: Park I'm, I'm still right? looking I'm for that looking jacket. For I, mean, <laughs> <all right. laughs> no, I thought I was gonna have a surprise today I guess yeah, yeah yeah I did yeah, not it. Him. I'm, I'm told him gonna him keep
0: too. it real all the shit that I have my mom's got it in, in New York that's so. what happens mm-hmm. it's
2: either in storage or, or you don't know it. where it's at or this yeah. thing. no one hoarded or kept the shit like me yeah Yeah. but you know Estefan came by His photographer you know mr. cartoon you know LA originals yeah he's like damn man I'm gonna go back in my garage now because I got a lot of House of Pain and Cypress Hill stuff in my garage that's just sitting oh, sure. in boxes.
1: But is yo, crazy, but man. but Steve, so you're, and,
2: and that's and that's why this is the first of its kind. And again, I don't really smoke. It's funny he brought up my man Yas rest in peace, because Yass would give him a lot of weed back in the nineties or yeah. well, late eighties. Yeah, this was ninety ninety one. Okay, and now I'm in the cannabis business and you know everybody I know and I grew up that smokes weed but it's legal out here I don't smoke, I'll front for the gram if I'm with Snoop, well, yeah, be real yeah, yeah. People, that's Oh I see dreams. you on stage, Yeah, people when Snoop
0: gave you the blood yeah. on stage
2: People have <laughs> dreamed to smoke with Snoop, I, I got people call like yo I got 10 right, grand to smoke with Snoop <laughs> Right. So now I'm in the cannabis business and I'm, I'm learning a right. lot and like you know we didn't know what we were going to call this place, we were going to put a big boombox in the front yeah. and I we were just coming out different the names and we were just going to have this place as the rappers home for their product mm. but i didn't come up with a cool name and then bernard one day was like yo call legendary low bells i'm like i'm not in the weed game like that right and he's like you know what let's call it lemonade by weed working hello which is priceless because i'm branding my shit under his shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. that's like cookies weed working mm. so i have we working as me but i'm really steve lobel oh, I got my weed yeah. working university which is my online college and then i got weed working which i'm going to be giving artists their own strains and products. What artists
0: you got so far? I think okay, that's so we put YG out.
2: Okay. We
0: putting out Dave East. Yeah, I
2: seen Dave and East. And by the time his interview comes, it will be dropping between us. We're dropping in Friday. Dave will be here. It's called East Co. Right. We've been dropping a lot of teasers. It was my idea to like, show the content. Dave was like, wow. Cause mm-hmm. no one showed the process. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, you say you got the best weed out, right? That's what it said? <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah. And then we have a lot of we have a lot of things that I can't talk about yeah. that are in the works. But my weed working is that's what my concept was to do. Either mm. you guys have your own product, right? You have CBD, you have THC, whatever yeah. you have. Yeah. My thing is to say to you guys, hey, come here. We'll put the product in here, and do an in store. Mm-hmm. So that's one way of cultivating something. Mm-hmm. The other way is we'll cultivate the flower and take it from the start to the finish, right. and do some stuff with artists. Right. Well, I'm and that's the, about flour, that's the concept That's I want to shout
1: out. Ellion Cannabis, our proud sponsors man. Much now, love now. to Ellion Cannabis. Appreciate you the package, the hoodies,
2: the bucket hats. I love the bucket hat because in the museum I got an EPMD, EPMD original bucket hat that Eric and Paris signed. Mm. That Def Jam made only a hundred for promo mm. and I kept one. It's a little dirty but I still kept it. I used to love that's one. That that dirt. Ones, that's that though. good dirty. That's that good dirt. You got Those some real
1: clean ones though, so, but, you know. Or, yeah, that's what I'm um, So, uh, this is Rappers and Ballers, so obviously
0: we... we, we uh, we mix in the sports. So uh You mentioned that you and yeah. Jay had a had y'all used to go to the Giants games and shit. So who, who you you I for? need yeah, I need to know this shit. Bro, are you Giants or Jets? Giants. Big time. Even from Queens. Everybody's even, Giants. No,
1: Queens is Jets. I know we suck. You, you I know Jets? Suck. Oh, Giants. Where you from? Brooklyn. Oh. Yeah. I know we <laughs> saw James, huh? The are Giants. Huh? Jets or Giants? Giants. Giants. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So yeah. I know the Giants I'm saw Giants last guy. year, last season we had a chance. Yeah. Almost, but I'm a big football fan. Yeah. And a lot of people don't notice about me, but every football game, someone has to sing the national anthem. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's on TV or not. Yes. Mm-hmm. So me and my partner GT, we bring no singers to sing the national anthem. That's
0: why you always at the Super That's why I'm games? at the
2: games all the time, That's why and I'm on the field I because see I crack the code. Like, you can't get down there with Brady. I you know. crack the code. I'm and it don't why have to be a Super Bowl or a playoff game. Every game right. has to have someone to sing the national anthem. But you be at random games. So we games. can bring a kid that just knows how to sing, and we bring him to the game. I don't go to all the games. But I pile up the ones that I, I need to go to, I want to be out because I love football so much. And standing on that fucking field gets yeah. that fucking high. Right. Yeah. And I, I love going in the locker rooms and just, I love football, man. That's what yeah. you're so, man. So football's your sport. Football's my sport, I don't care what the team is, but my favorite team is the Giants. Giants. Yeah. Um, Cause you had everything. Yeah. I got, and I collected, it's crunny, right, because a lot of people collect jerseys. I collected football helmets. Yeah, i seen that. I got every team football helmet. Regulation size though, right? Only fish, from yeah. players and coaches. Players, yeah, and I shit, collected shit. from every player that I know on a team.
0: So they gave you the helmet? Yes,
2: their helmet, signed it to me, and sometimes then someone would call me like, yo, I got this, t- I already got it, I don't want doubles, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that was just a goal to me, and I did it in two years and I felt it was really good because I, I didn't That's buy low. them. And shout out to Deshaun Jackson, who just came to the Rams, he gave me Washington Redskins, Philadelphia Eagles, and Tampa Bay Bucks. and he played for those teams. Ooh, wow. And then Coach Rivera gave me Caroline Panthers, you know, Randall Cobb gave me Green Bay. Crazy. I just you know I you got you want doubles. doubles
1: even if they change the helmet? What nah, you I mean numbers? they called and asked me if I wanted, but I have
2: no room, so Damn. that's in my house. I just love looking at football helmets that are all real and gave given to me by players. We that need I know podcast in the that's, that's room. Crazy. We need to do one in
1: your memory. So I, I
2: didn't want to collect jerseys, I want to collect helmets. It's nothing better than a real football helmet sign. Exactly. Right. That's Ill. um next? Yeah, I'm a big basketball you know, basketball um fan as well. I love mm-hmm. the Knicks. We suck. We're getting a little better. Nah, we don't
0: suck that bad, We're getting though. better. We We're getting we, better. I don't do ride
2: the way we now go to Brooklyn Nets because they're right. hot. Right. I'm a Knicks fan, you know, back from Patrick Ewing's and, you know. He uh, just got violated, you know, Jack- oh, so yeah, yeah. We can go it's back, much. back, back, and back, but I'm a Knicks fan.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I love basketball. Yankees or Mets? Uh, Mets. See? He went Mets because he's Queens. My dad well, loves the Yankees only because mm. the Brooklyn Dodgers, and then Yankees. Let's shout, then, out Tech. Yeah, shout out OG Ted. Yeah, shout out my dad OG right Ted, yeah, 88 yeah, years 80, yeah. 80. 80. 80. old, swims 30 laps. No one in this room could wow. do 30 laps. I, I can't do one lap. Yeah, <laughs> I can't so I'm a Knicks. I'm a Mets. I, whenever I'm in New York, I go to City Field because I have some relationships over there, so I yeah. go to the Mets games. But I do know a lot of baseball players. I want to shout out my man Gio Gonzalez. Yeah, Geo Gonzalez. He went now he's at the Marlins, but you know he's one of the best pitchers. He played for you know Nationals for a while, and then he went over to Milwaukee. You know, it's funny with Gio, I introduced him to a guy over at Jordan. He sent him some cleats. Jo- red um Gio was uh, down with Nike, but he was such a Jordan fan. Yeah, yeah. and it caused some problems and then he lost his contract with Nike. He didn't care because he wanted to rock with Jordan, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, shout out Gio. I know a lot of baseball so you make players, your moves. basketball you make your moves. players, and F- G- boxing F- at all? You mess with
1: boxing? I love before? boxing, yeah. but
2: it's not my favorite thing. I wanna shout out my man Sam Watson, the OG and Al OG, Heyman. Yeah. And uh, rest oh, in peace, big west. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. shout out Brendan and Marcus. You know, rest in peace, and, marvelous you know, Marvin Hagler, yeah. who just passed away. I like boxing. I, you know, I just was with Mike Tyson recently. we were reminiscing mm-hmm. about how you, I met him through Jam Master J and showed him some throwback pictures. I'm mm-hmm. be wearing Sergio Tadini. Shout out Sergio Tadini. I don't wow. smoke like you, but when we was with Mike, yeah, Mike smokes. You know, I had oh, yeah, smoke. Mike smokes. Yeah. I had to smoke, yeah. had to smoke yeah. with Mike, but he's a you good guy. I mean? yes. Shout out, you know, Danny Garcia. Shout out yeah. Floyd. You know, I, I, I'm not the biggest boxer fan, but I'm always invited, so I'll go. But yeah. my biggest. Sports is football, baseball, and basketball, and hockey. So you've been to some Super Bowls too. Yeah, I've been to a lot of Super Bowls. I go to a lot of. Um, you went to the Pro Bowls. One, one. Yep, nice. I like to go to the Pro Bowls, even though it changed from Hawaii. I just love football, man. Yeah, being yeah. on that field or even being on the stand is great. Going into people's suites that I know, um, and I go to the Islanders games a lot. You know, I love Shout hockey to too as Islanders well. So. Yeah. So got that beautiful. I'm a now sports on guy, man. You know what's so crazy, man? When you get caught up working so hard, you never know really what your happiness is. Yeah. And I found out the last five years, my real happiness was mm. was watching
0: sports or going to a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's what yeah, made me that's, happy. That's, that's why we, that's why we fuck with sports, man. It's just a good getaway. You know what I mean? Smoke some yep. weed, watch the fucking Lakers. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing better, man. I've be been inviting know.
1: you to games. You don't fuck with no games. I like to watch it like it watch, it on watch it, the television. I got games, two yeah, fucking kids. I'm an experienced dude. Some I'm games like, high, you want to watch at home.
2: Some sports you want to go to. Like I feel like. Baseball you can watch either way. Yeah. Football you gotta be there. Yeah. Basketball either way. Yeah. And yeah. hockey you want to be there because you want to see them fucking beat each other up. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I'm like that with boxing. I want to be there. People are like, yo, <laughs> the best seat is at the crib. I said I can watch it on TV later. Yeah. You can't go back and watch it live. You want to know, I'm boxing, be you there live, so you you know be but you know sure. I like boxing yeah. yeah. at the
2: crib so I can see the rewind
1: so they can rewind it. Uh, but time. I watch it at the crib when I get back. You know what I'm saying? I like that. I love to watch. I love to be there. Yeah, yeah. But I want to be
2: there real time. Throughout my career, I've known so many ball players. Basketball, football, baseball—you know—and I still stay in touch with some. Like I said, Pepper Johnson, dear friend, Gio mm-hmm. Gonzalez, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Lamar Odom, mm-hmm. Alan Harrington, mm-hmm. Allen Iverson—you know—I can mm-hmm. just name drop all day long. But you know, Probably again, John. my relationship
0: with JMSJ, he loved basketball, he loved football, so we would yeah. go to a lot of games. And yeah. motherfuckers used to play video games all fucking days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying Madden—we used to play Madden with JAY all fucking huh? night, bro. Oh, this nigga. You know, you know what it is? Like a lot of ballers right now.
2: And for decades, they want to be rappers. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of you know ballers, you know, try to be thugs too and gangsters when they're not that. You know, and they need to just be the ball player. You know, yeah. know what I'm saying? And I want to shout out my man Jason Hart, man. You know, from Syracuse. Yup, yep. And then he went and played for like a lot of teams, and now he's the assistant coach at USC. He's a good mm-hmm. friend of mine, right. and I hope USC goes well. Um, shout out my man Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo anthony's another friend of mine. But doing it, still oh, doing it. A, a lot of ball players, Camalo, you know, man. they they you know, they they, they want to be someone they're not. Yeah. Ball players need to stay ball players. You know, yeah. a lot of these, a lot of these ball players want to become rappers, and they spend That's millions true. of dollars on their career, and they can't really rap. I'm gonna keep it real with you. The best athlete who's a great rapper is my man Damian, Damian Lillard. Lillard. Damon and and, Don, Lula, and we just work with him with Scott Storch. Yeah. Damon is oh, really nice. a ball. He's a player, real rapper.
1: And, rap, and I'm up, too. I'm, I'm glad, glad that that you brought Dan. up Scott Storch because I want to talk about um the the rehab center. Okay. Please yeah. get into that, yeah. how how that came about. Shout out to all the athletes
2: who are staying focused, staying healthy, staying positive, not trying to be a thug or a gangster or mm-hmm. a rapper. Um Let stay rappers in your be lane. Lanes, yeah, man. stay in your lane. And you know, and, and, and I want to say this, like when we were bringing Nip up there were so many athletes that looked up to Nip before mm. Nip was even big. Mm-hmm. He just was like, yo, they idolized him. But with Scott Storch, right, it's funny because when I interviewed Fred Joe for my live with Steve Lobel interview series, um, I interviewed a lot, a lot of people from J. Cole to Fred Joe to Afro Jack to DJ Mustard. And this goes was, on. this, 2012. this, this is, is 2012. This 2012 before podcasts even existed. Yeah, Seriously, I, right. I interviewed Scott Storch. Mm and you know i knew scott from the past i never did business with him never hired him to produce for any more artists. i knew him from the past but i know him i would see him i'm like yo who's this fucking cocky white boy you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because i'm white boy steve they call me and i'm from the hood and i'm it's from gonna be steve, one dude. cocky
1: white boy in this motherfucker. so i'm like no i was like you know
2: from the outside i'm like yo this guy got big diamonds on all types of stuff yeah, i didn't know him so i boy. can't judge but i was like yo like yo this guy whoever he is so we never had a relationship and one day i wind up at his house mm. in Mahallan, with my man Dirty, and this guy comes down in this robe, and he's coked up, and he's trying to sell his beats for some money, mm. and he takes us for pizza, and I was like, yo, yeah, I'm cool. And then I never saw him again. Mm. That was my only first time ever hanging out with him, yeah. and he came down in a long robe, and he was hot. <laughs> Fast forward years later, when I'm doing my live with Steve Lobel, my man Raul from Terror Squad, because everybody knows I'm really tight with Fat Joe, mm-hmm. I introduced him to his wife, who's from Queens, Lorena. I hit him, I said, Bro, I see you with Scott. I need to go over there and interview Scott. He's like, I got you. So he sends me to an address. Mm-hmm. When I get there, he's not there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's weird. So I knock on the door, Scott's sitting in the backyard by himself. I hit I hit Raul, he's like, oh, I, had leave. I had to leave. So I'm like, cool. So I interviewed Scott. And it was a great interview, just basing off of just what he's done, you know, yeah. and I didn't dig deep into it because I really didn't know his real story.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I had him sign my Chameleon Air plaque because he produced. On that record see one thing about me I have a whole pyramid of plaques and that's why I got Fred to sign it I want everybody who signed the plaques I was involved with mm-hmm. so he signed the plaque and after the interview he was like hey man in the same sentence though you want to manage me and you got dr. J's number so I'm from Queens I'll never forget where I come from and I'm, I'm a street dude and wow. smart I'm like oh he wants to get dr. J's number from me but he's throwing that management thing in there you can't outsmart me So I was like uh, I don't know if I want to manage you and I don't got dr. J's number even though I had it mm-hmm but I didn't know all this history. He burnt Dr. Dre when he was drugged up, whatever. So the next day I called him like, "Yo, bro, manager." But before I did that, I called his old manager because I have integrity, mm-hmm. and I said such and such. I'm gonna manage. Guy's like, "Good luck," and hung up on me. Oh yeah. shit! So I was like, "Cool, you can hang up on me." I saw him two years later he, at the Knicks game. He just said, "Salute, Steve," which you yeah. did. No one could do. Mm-hmm. So I started working with Scott. In the first year, I'm thinking, "Oh, I got Scott's torch. It's easy." Mm-hmm. He produced every major record for everybody. He made everybody rich, every executive. So you team. never
0: met him through the lean back thing? No. Mm-hmm. no. You know, a lot of people on. know
1: it, the stuff he's talking about with Dre, that chronic 2001 a lot got of Scott thoughts all over that. Yeah. Like, so I didn't, I never knew
2: him, didn't know his history, really didn't. So yeah. I was organically interviewing him, and he asked for the numbers. So the next day I said, i manage you. Mm-hmm. So the f- first thing I did, right, Cause you know, he's stuck in his ways and he's stubborn. He's Sagittarius like me. Mm-hmm. First thing I said to him was like, oh, and then I met his girl, his ex girl now. And I'm like, oh shit. And she's like all over the place. But I was like, oh, I got to deal with this too. Mm-hmm. I'm used to it because as a manager, you're a high paid babysitter, you're a psychiatrist, <laughs> a therapist, a loan shark. So yeah. I had to deal with people's you know surroundings, right? Yeah. So I said, I'll start to work with him. And the first couple of months was really hard. Everybody I called, cause I have a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, we're cool, Steve. Mm. you know this guy jerked us he was coked up took our money and stuff I'm like wow it's not gonna be easy mm-hmm. so then I said to him one day I said yo Scott I do a lot of speaking at the Phoenix house was a drug rehab centers mm-hmm. for juveniles and they come from jail and I bring white tees and socks and underwear and I bring rappers to speak and we have put a studio in there and so more it's crazy and we need to talk about now I own a treatment center with Scott with the fucking studio in there, right. so, so I said, "Bro, um, I'm doing this thing. I would like for you to come speak to these kids." He's like, "Man, I don't do that type of stuff." I'm like, "Bro, like, I got to know you and know your story. You're you, were, you were addicted to drugs. Like, you should come speak." And he was like, "So this is after he stopped?" No, this is he's clean now. When okay. I meet him after my podcasting, he's smoking weed and he right. got clean. Okay. He went, yeah, the weed he's saved clean. Him. He got rid of coke. The weed saved him. And now we have a treatment center using cannabis. But mm-hmm. I bring him to the treatment. I bring him to the, to the Phoenix house to speak. Mm-hmm. And he speaks to these kids, and they from 13, to 18. they tough kids, Latin, black, white kids that come from Juvie. And he wrote all these kids a little private note. Whoa. I was Major. like, wow, right, that's nice of him. And I got one of them, and I put it next to the MPC. <laughs> right? I crazy. saved it. I saved it, so you'll see well, you it course later, course. right? Here. So we start working, and, and the first that's year was kidding. rough, man. No one wanted to fuck with me.
1: Mm.
2: And uh, my motto, with all due respect to everybody, was I didn't want him to work. When no worked with me before, yeah. and legends. Right. My motto was I'm gonna have you work with all the young kids. But mm-hmm. now I gotta find out who the young kids are. Mm-hmm. So one day I was at lunch and WAC 100 was at lunch. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, Yo, WAC, imagine Scott, man, you could bring Chuck over, we called game Chuck. He's like, bro, we already tried that and you know, we went down to Miami with Scott, waste of time, like do this for me, please. And Chuck came the next day.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Jeremiah pulled up and we made that song all eyes mm-hmm. for E1 right. and Alan called and said oh my god you gave us a radio hit thank you Steve and I told Scott we're gonna tag the song with your name that he's never done before yeah fat Joe shouted out Scott Storch he's like why I said bro because you haven't been in the game ten years you want down dirty undercover fucked up right and now you got a big record marketing we, we need to do that so mm-hmm. he was like all right. So the red comes on Scott Storch. And it's all eyes with Jeremiah and game. And it blows up. And the radio stations are playing it. And now you got a little traction. Mm. But still no one's trying to work with them. Mm. So I'm, I always keep young people around me. And I always keep my head to the street. And I start finding out what's hot. And I see New York's back on the rise coming up. Mm. And someone's like, yo, this kid named A Boogie and Don Q and P&B and Rocks. And mm-hmm. Even though P's from Philly. Mm-hmm. They're in L.A. and they hot. So I call someone that knew them. And, and they were looking to do a video and i was like yo i got a Rolls royce and a nice house <laughs> so they pulled up to shoot the video and scott's like yo what are you doing i'm like yo go in the studio with those three and just make records shut the fuck up oh, yeah, yeah. and i'm a baby babysit them
0: mm. but
2: now i got a all young boys from the bronx there and i don't know them and they could you know they could, could ride, ride. they don't know yeah. me so i facetime my man percy from hybrids from yeah, terror squad yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like oh shit!" and he knows bug and all i'm like yo you with the og man yo yo be cool in that house so then they shot the video, Scott jumped in the video, and then those records that Scott did with A Boogie and Don Q and Pee Wee Rocks blew up. Mm-hmm. And they started going platinum and gold, so he looked like the genius. Then my man Keita Rock from 60s, who was down with Death Row, the only one with uh, you know, uh, know Death Keta Row Rock, yeah. uh, tattooing from 60s, doing life in Arizona, hopefully he's coming mm-hmm. home. His son, Kiefer, calls me says Unc, I got this little kid named Roddy rich can we work with Scott mm. I'm like bring him over mm. and he wasn't really known yet we did Roddy Rich down below and then you know just started my motto was just bringing all the young kids that are coming up that are signed on labels and then you know we got the Russ records we got the trippy red records mm. the the Roddy rich records the this record the that record and even before 69 did all the stupid shit Scott game as big as it's mm. yeah so we worked with all the young kids and that was the motto and that's when I brought him back throughout the last four years, and now the phones ringing. Mm-hmm. And then we did Chloe and Haley for Beyonce to do a record, which we just nominated for a Grammy. Damn. All this shit. And the shit, and now the phones just keep ringing. And then I was like, I had to diversify his 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 mentality, so we have our own speaker line coming out. I'm like Scott, let's do a sunglass line. So we have sunglasses going things that you would think he yeah, should done. Legacy. No one did right. it with him. Right. So I was just diversifying his portfolio, doing things for his legacy mm-hmm. and his children's future. Yeah so we're doing a bunch of different things and we did a little mini doc now we're doing a movies like damn bro, like you know how to really maximize yeah right. and then over the four years I'm with him five years now I'm really getting on this whole story of drugs and this and that mm-hmm. and I really didn't know nothing about it so a partner I grew up with owns treatment centers and rehab centers around the country you know he helps a lot of people's been in the business for 13 years doing it mm-hmm. when you're in a business that long you do good right. it's a big business saving lives it's called royal life Mm-hmm. And they're in Arizona, Washington, Florida, Indiana. So I said to him one day, I said, Yo, you want to open a treatment center in LA using cannabis? He's like, Cannabis, bro, that's off limits for what we do. Like in our business, people right. look at us crazy, but you know what? I like game changing yeah. shit. You know? I said, Let's do with DMX. Uh, he's like, that was so 200. my man Frank, mm. not from the bar days, another Frank that had restaurants I used to work in, he's like, Who's DMX? He's really not into you know music and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just straight business. And he's like, Who's DMX? And I told him, and I said, You know what, man, it could be a liability. So I said, I got this guy named Scott Storch. He lost $100 million on Coke. He smokes weed. We could bring him in. I mm-hmm. sent him a little doc that I did with Scott. He watched. He's like, Yo, this is an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Let's meet with him. And we fucking opened a treatment center called the Heavenly Center, abbreviation for THC in Studio City, using cannabis. Drake called too. Scott and told Scott, Yo, Steve's a genius. For your story and for what you've been through to own a treatment center, you know, rappers do a clothing line of this and that, but the treatment center. And the crazy thing is I reconnected with Doctor Dre after two years. Mm-hmm. I said, I got the number here.
1: <laughs> asked him the number, and him by and the Dre way, became friends. <laughs> the him and
2: Dre became friends and we opened the treatment center. It's funny, I just ran recently Damn. ran into DMX and he came by the treatment center, just to say hello. I saw that. Yeah, and he man. met my dad and he met my partner and he saw Scott
1: and he was like you know, i was supposed to do this with steve right who's getting around you yeah know? yeah so shout out to X. But, but um, one day actually like, will do one with hell. you man the treatment center ain't a regular treatment center you have like different rooms and yeah. different things. yeah and like it's that. crazy mm-hmm.
2: because i used to go to a treatment center to speak and bring rappers right and have a studio in there now our studio heavily center where we're saving a lot of lives we've been this about a year yeah we have hyperbaric chamber spars
1: we have sauners right yeah. we have
2: foot massages i love we it. have yoga we have dance we have art we have sober studios we have cali sober where we bring you know people through addiction to come speak after they're clean we just had a, a couple of legendary managers come speak that were clean now um, it's a 12-week program we have housing for them um, it's not open to the public and uh, we have like I said sober studios we have so many different things that you don't want to leave bro you get a massage bro. You go to hyperbaric chamber you can go into this uh, sauners and, and, and the people that work there is great we do group therapy one-on-one therapy we help people get jobs caseworkers and when they graduate we make them put paint on their hands after 12 weeks, they run up these stairs, and they splash the wall, and they sign it, yeah. and they're moving on to a better part of their life. Wow. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys that have been with us, like, so man, I've been through seven treatment treatment centers, and they said, this is the best one, Yeah, and, they, and they're and they sober right now. Now, if uh, someone you know, wants to reach out,
1: yeah, God bless. And Now, if someone wants to reach out and be it's a part of it, It's the Heavenly how, Center how official on
2: Instagram, mm. um, but, you know, it's the Heavenly Center in Studio City. Our motto is to take this around the, to, to the country where places are green and open up treatment centers using cannabis yeah. we don't give you cannabis we don't sell you cannabis we just educate you on cannabis mm. and you're like oh I'm checking now. we said sitting get high all day you get to smoke after nine o'clock after you finish with your work you yeah. therapy or this and that's a real job right yeah and we run a tight ship you know we have housing we have everything so that's it's dope. like I, I, I can't believe that on treatment center it's so weird that's but that's brother. God man and 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 you you you're using weed yeah And then bringing Scott because no one's ever overdosed or died from weed. No, no. So it's just crazy, man. I got in the cannabis business years ago with Cookies and Burner, and then got into a treatment center. Like, I don't know. You know what it is? I get nine nos to one yes, and when Mm. I get that one yes, and someone believes in me, I run with it. Mm. I plant my seeds to get my fruit. Mm -hmm. You know, and I work hard. I mean, I'm 55 years old, man. I just work hard. People like, yo, how do you get this? I put the work in. Yeah. And I try to tell people that less is more, quality over quantity, Mm -hmm. and that. If you're just worried about money that's the stupidest thing cuz money comes and goes but history stays as long as you make history you gonna make money right yeah and I'm a leader not a follower mm-hmm. people you want to jump on after the thing but you know what just give me that one opportunity I'm gonna turn the an opportunity and when JMS they give me an opportunity to go on a road with him look what I did right I want to yeah. make him proud he said take advantage of him in a good way and it's all about opportunities and, and relationships,
0: and keeping your word, mm-hmm. and doing good business, have a good karma, man. You gotta mm-hmm. be built for that shit, though. You was always built for it, though, you know what I'm From saying? the Queens, baby. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people ain't built for that shit, what you did. You hear a little Jewels he dropping? Yo, this nigga dropping a whole jewelry case on y'all niggas a treasure chest, man, so... On your
1: scalp. Oh, and, y'all and, it and it goes back, back dropping, to the
0: same so. thing with Nipsey, right? You know, I know you want to
2: touch
1: on that. You I do, know. Know. I, I was a big fan, uh, respected everything he did. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, right? Me.
2: Two and three, you know. And Hip Hop Uncovered just came out. That big oh yeah, you was we, in that, right? I was in it, and I was involved with it behind the scenes. And right. shout out my man Big U and yeah.
0: everybody in there. The right. funny then, thing then he, is,
2: I had run-ins with Haitian Jack. when he used to come to Relativity. Mm. I used to have. I grew up with Bimmy and Deb and Queens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trick Trick was my man from Detroit. I don't know Bimmy and Deb was. Brothers. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. why mom and right. his uncle. Yeah. And then me and Big U have family since he came up from jail. See, a lot of people don't understand this. Mm. Big U's wife's cousin's niece. I used to date. Mm-hmm. So they would tell him about me when he was locked up, because he did 14 years. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't she would never tell me about her family.
0: Mm-hmm. She
2: was the model, bro. You met her. She mm-hmm. was a supermodel. Mm-hmm. She's not an Instagram model back then. She was a runway model, supermodel. Mm-hmm. She had billboards, travel the world, Fire. all that. And she was Afro American. And um she's married now, as a family, God bless her. Um so she never wanted me to know. About her other side. Her mm. father was from Denver Lane, Peru. He was locked up for 25 years. Her mother got killed when she was two. Oof. But she lived in Inglewood with her grandmother, so I'd be in Inglewood every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm there with a nice car, I'm chilling. I'm not even knowing about gang shit, nothing. Mm. So, but when I came to LA, when Easy Kid brought me here and he died, and I stayed out here, I stayed here because of the weather. Mm-hmm. What year this around? Man, okay. man, this is like 1993 4. So I'm really the first guy from New York to really so be out here in the music. Yeah. That's why I was out I before yeah. was was like, hey, me. I was out here before everybody. I know that for a fact, because I was out before anybody. I came in 96. I came in
0: 96. I was out before
2: everybody. And I was like, you know, came this, in this this grip was like, yo, yo, what's up with your watch? What's up with your watch? You know? Yeah. This dude's like, hey, man, you said the N-word, go to the bank, give me some money. You go to the bank, give me money. Yeah. So I didn't know the whole territory, but I'm being a man because I'm a man. Because I'm in the county jail right now in the cell. I got to be a man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't just let you take my stickers and call me a bitch because we men. <laughs> so I had to learn everything out here. So I would meet this people I'm from this or this. Hill. I'm like, cool. But being mm-hmm. in the music industry as a white guy, you can get extorted or, or laid down or disrespected, but right. that ain't happening. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so th- she's not telling me nothing about this, but they know about me so they're telling him that. So mm-hmm. she never wanted it to me to know that side. So he comes home. I was with my man Mustafa, were both of you guys know Shout him. out to Mustafa. Just and me and Mook came up together, you know, Moo's my man.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And, you know, I, I visited Mo on the island up north, you know, he's an official dude, and I, when he came home I gave him jobs to be Bone Thug Security and stuff, and I love Kenny, yeah. I call him Kenny. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta yeah. call him Mustafa, you know, and... um, He was with me at the Power One House Six Summer Jam. Mm. And we in the back, and we on the wall, leaning, mm. and this big motherfucker coming to us, white t-shirt mm. and glasses. I'm like, yo, move, we're on point, bro. Yeah. I don't know what's up. And he comes over, like, yo, you Steve Lobel. I'm like, who wants to know? He's on Big U.
1: Uh-huh.
2: So I said, all right, but I don't know who he is. Never yeah, heard his name, yeah. no. He's I'm Big U, all right, nice to meet you. Mm. He's like, yo, I just came home. I'm like, all right. And he says, such and such. I'm like, oh, shit. Just that name, we fam. But yeah, I never yeah, heard yeah, of yeah, you, yeah. but okay, we fam. Yeah. He's like, yo, I just came home. We get your number, we build. So we build. Mm-hmm. And his nephew told him about this kid and he was giving me a CD, and he gave me a CD. He says, "Slauson boy." Mm-hmm. So me and my man Mexican Sean, that you know, mm-hmm. we driving in my car, and we're up on the four five of traffic. And then we go to a meeting, and I come out the meeting, and Sean's like, "Yo, you should listen to this CD." And we put on a song called "I Don't Give a Fuck," and bullets ain't got no name. And I'm like, "Yo, this dude's the, the fans, West Coast that? 50. He's speeding the hood shit. i yeah. yep. a lot of cook- Ooh, that's hooks." A I never even thought so about I was this. like, "Damn!" So I called Draws back, big U, and I'm like, "Yo, yo." He's like, yo, come. So we go to the liquor store. You hadn't seen him yet. Yeah, we went most to the liquor store <laughs> and pulled out a DVD from the liquor store bulletproof glass. Mm. Pull out a DVD for y'all that know about DVDs, but you know, <laughs> and we it's watched It's not a prison. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we, we, a I, 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 me and Pistol Pete, by the way, we do a Dog in the Yard podcast. shout am executive yeah, shout producer. Out pistol. We, 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 we did a, documentaries back in the days called Hip Hop Police. We did Death Before This Honor, where all the rappers come on, we want to see your paperwork work, yeah. and the Jam Master J thing. Yeah. So make a long story short, we pull out this thing, and we get this DVD, and uh, I'm watching, I'm like, he looked like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Like, I said, what's the name? He goes, Nipsey Hussle. I'm like, damn, that's a beautiful name. Mm. So, find him, and then he pulled up, a couple hours later, and the only thing about Nip, that changed to me, rest in peace, the size of his clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had the Malcolm Peace in the cube, and he had a bottle yeah. then, and he wore Dickie shorts and a long white tee. Yeah. And I said, yo, i want to fuck with you, bro. I'm infatuated with your music. And yeah. I, now I just met you. And we, me face. and Big U just started rocking. Mm. And every label we went to would be like, whack, looks like Snoop, Rolling what? 60s, That's Big yeah, U. Yeah. And, you know, it took a long time to get him going and stuff. Mm. And everybody jumped on the bandwagon. And, he nicknamed mm-hmm. me Maniac Lovell. I want to get into that. Why
1: they <laughs> call you Maniac? Why he call you Maniac? Because anybody
2: Bell? really knows me knows I'm a Maniac. Like, like, like if I gotta get busy, I'ma get busy. Mm-hmm. Fred knows me a long time. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna be with you when beef goes down. I'm running. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, and and I got my word and my balls the, and That's and you mean, I got man. integrity and principles and morals, and he respected that. And we would just meet, move me and him, mm-hmm. knowing that we got an army behind us. Yeah. But we were on a tour. The LAX tour game gave us an opportunity to go on his tour.
1: Mm.
2: And J Rock was on that tour, mm-hmm. and Kendrick was K'd out at the time, mm-hmm. and they were in a van, Top Dogging them, and we, I don't think Top was out there, but all of them else were, and then we were in a Winnebago, and then Game had his tour bus because Game was Game, mm-hmm. But Nip started buzzing in New York first, and if you're a West Coast rapper, and you start buzzing in New York, you know mm-hmm. you got one. Yeah, in New York. Don't it. like a lot of people. Yeah. And that's, you know, a big problem because New York don't like each other, all compete with each other. Who got a better fur, Who popped more bottles, we got bigger mm-hmm. chains, cars. And that's why New York needs to unify to get rap back and help mm-hmm. each other, man. Right. They don't do what the South does, man. I swear to God, I put But anyway, and them. I'm from New York and I'm saying that because I've seen that for so long. It's like, everybody's mean mugging each other in the club. Like, let's all just get along. Yeah. So, Nip started popping York on that tour mm. and uh, Nip, Nip, Nip brought a lot of the homies. Mm. And we're getting into Winnebago and he picked me up, and we're the big only hold certain about of people, but they bring like 60 of the homies. And they're like, yo, bro, find them somewhere, like, like we in the county jail or something, <laughs> yeah. in the holding cell. I'm like, bro, I've been on private plane tours, got the 12 buses, hell, yeah. vans, this and that, but we're, first tour, he taking the homies. Like, all right, cool.
0: They went on and a whole tour? Yeah, and they
2: all respect me. Yeah. So I get in there, and I've been on tours that some of you, Hardest, toughest jail dudes, yeah. they want to go home. They can't take the McDonald's. It's they can't rough, they man. can't that take life not it's sleeping. It's a rough, it's rough. life. Yeah. You know, and Moo will tell you that. So I get on the I get on the Winnebaker and uh we start going city to city and we eat noodles. Nipsey's teaching about breakdowns that they do in the county jail, like noodles. So y'all doing ground y'all doing all the ground, ground, ground work. But a lot of the homies are like, man, this ain't for me. I'm going home. Right. Yeah. And they flying out, they got their own money and they're they dwindling down,
0: dwindling down. And we're on a fifty-two city tour. So about, so about, so about so like the, the, the fifty, the twentieth show. No, yeah, no, yeah. 20 fit,
2: a lot of them we didn't So by half so, the tour it was over. It's fifty-two yeah. cities, and you know me, I will start something and finish it, just like yeah. I started this project. And we are like the fortieth tour, show. Nip's like, yo, man, I'm out. Oh, he couldn't. Mm. I said, bro, no. Now that he couldn't, he's like, yo, this, you know, we got other things to do. I said, we start something we finish it. You're a fucking maniac, bro. <laughs> but I'm built. i for tours because I told my life. He tour life. I'm built. So, so he's like, man, you maniac. So he called maniac Lil Bell. Wow. And you know, we even had, you know, Nip in Hollis, man, on Hollis and yeah. on two thirds. Nip did a yeah. lot of his music in New York. He lived in Queens when he was first doing all the time. A lot time of mix you, first well, time well, I met Nip was in New
1: York. Mm. Double XL concert. This was I was yeah, already doing the cover him. too. Exactly. So he did the show. And I me, me and my brother Diggs, shout out to Diggs. Mm. And we we go to the show. We was already fucking with him. And this is why, little shit like this is why I fuck with people, certain artists and certain things. He rocked out his show. He did his thing. He there with 20 uh, of his peoples, all crenshaw hoodied out, crenshaw crew necked out. And when he was done with his show, the place is packed. He jumped off the stage. All his people and walked through the crowd and left out the front door. Like he didn't yeah. go to the backstage and he ran up on him. He was like, no question. Yeah, he was <laughs> really, you know, and he was, he was so love. He was I'm like,
2: well, i fucking the with him that I ever worked with, but mm. you were saying something before he brought that up. What were you mm-hmm. saying? Do you remember? Does anybody remember what Fred was saying?
0: Mm. I, remember, I, I remember. I remember. I met you. Brought you brought an MC Hustle. Shout out my man Steve Marcano. He had a party up at the um Steve. at the Marjan Hotel for um his diaper company, My Little Star. And you he's, brought he's Nipsey that up back there. Up, this is the me. first time I met Nipsey. We have actually have a picture that's on yeah, IG. Yeah, with Fred time you seen stick him. and me and Nip. Yeah, yep, yep. I yep. showed that to
2: to the young lady here, uh, the other day mm-hmm. when he came through. Yeah, but yeah. you know, no one really believed in that, and he called me maniac, Lobel. and again. He lived in Queens. Yeah, so he lived in Queens. He fucked with Jay's nephew, Bo. Oh, shit. He was in Hollis? Yeah, he fucked with Bo. Mm. And he would take the train or the or the cab or whatever going into it and and, and, and and slow. Mm-hmm. slow, slow bus. Yeah. And he would go to to the city. Yeah. And he would work in Johnny Shipe's studio and Austin Rosen's studio. Oh, that's Nip's how he got with Slow Bucks? No, and I brought Shipes into the oh, picture. Oh, because he got with the tool. guy from
0: Slow Bucks. I see him. And I brought got Shipes
2: into the picture. You and, say um, Nip lived in Queens? Nip stayed in Queens oh, for a while doing all his mixtapes when he was I working uh Austin Rosen who managed. Post Malone yeah. studio in New York mm. and that's when French Montana would come to studio too with his coke boy DVDs mm. got gotcha. so wow. you so Nip I know that nip and Fred nip and, uh, French got a relationship a long time ago mm. Austin who manages post Malone, a lot of other big people yeah. he was a kid back then and yeah. had a studio yeah. and then what happened was me and big U were the managers and then we brought Johnny Sipes in and, and Nipsey was working with cinematic oh shit so, you know, I heard Steve
1: is cool, but Big U yeah, is an animal. Yeah, yeah. So a
2: lot of the songs he says stuff, people don't, if you're a real Nipsey fan, you understand, but right. what's fucked up is, you know, we're coming to, you know, this interview will probably run after, but, you know, his, his, his passing, yeah. Yeah. I was with him the day before he passed at the Texas Tech game, mm. shout out to, you know, Brandon hey. Francis and Big Bob Francis, his son was playing for Texas Tech, so he yeah. went to the game. And, you know, I always try to tell people, and we were talking the other day about, you know, Edie Amin getting his yacht party for his roses. Shout like, out to
1: Edie, You baby. know, to
2: be honest with you, like, you know, people want to salute people and respect them and tell them they love them when they're dead. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever I see Fred, I'm like, how's your fam? I yeah. love you. Like, it's family. There's no fakeness, yeah. right? Uncle Steve. And don't, don't like my shit comment. Don't post me when I'm dead, man. Cause, do it when I'm alive. Like, let's pat each other on the back. Let's salute each other when we're alive. Right. And that's the problem. A lot of people do that shit. And I'm guilty too. If someone dies, I go look for a picture with them. I got pictures with everybody and post it. But it's kind of it's kind of like backwards and stuff. Like if we really Mm -hmm. appreciate someone and love them and respect them or salute them, Mm -hmm. let's honor them and and love them when they're here.
0: Right. Right. And you know,
2: someone came to me with an idea like let's put all the the fallen soldiers on the wall in the parking lot. I'm like, I I don't want to paint someone's face when they're dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I only want to put people when they're alive. Mm -hmm. And. And I don't respect when someone dies, everybody runs and goes through murals. And, the worst. Man. You know, with Nip he's bigger dead than alive mm-hmm. and you love him now and all his music selling and everything he's doing is selling. But he needed that when he was alive. Yeah. And that's what happens with people, man. And I think it's corny and you know that, that philosophy you, know, you just know what said not to cut
1: you off. Yeah. Penny Lane is doing a whole thing. Shout out to Penny Lane where she gives all these artists have flowers. Well, They are flowers alive. while they're here. Yeah, they're all if you the love OGs, someone, all the people that you nothing think. Nothing wrong with telling another you man like, you love him and you respect man, him and right. you salute
0: sure, him. flowers, man.
1: What are you yeah. about to
2: say? No, that's what's up. You got to, You're supposed yeah. to let them know that, like, you know, not pick and choose what you want to like or comment mm-hmm. on or, you know, see someone <laughs> tell them you love them because they might not be relevant at the moment or they're not, you know, rich at the moment or they ain't got the right call. Like, a man is a man. Mm-hmm. A woman is a woman. And we're supposed to salute the people. And that's why... I keep my circle close mm-hmm. and tight because there's so much fake. This music industry, ninety-five percent of people are fake. The, way Nip, I, the, you know, the, fake. the way
0: Nip came at it with the the marathon continues. That was his. He wasn't about the media or acting yeah. stupid or saying no. stupid shit on camera to get views. The way he was going, it was kind of like the groundwork. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The marathon. Smallest so. artists ever worked.
2: With no disrespect to anybody else, he would we would always fight because I'm like, yo, we need radio plays. Like fuck them, let them come to us. Right. And he was just, he always wanted to soak up game, read books, learn, educate, mm-hmm. listen. Um, and again, like I said, the only thing you know, change about him was his clothes. But for everybody watching this, like if you love someone, respect someone, you know, salute them when they're here, not when they're dead because mm-hmm. you'll
1: regret it because then they're dead, you can't even tell them nothing. Right. So, you know, <coughs> I, I don't respect that shit. Ironically, last time I saw him was March 9th and I was wearing a Biggie sweater
2: mm-hmm. at an
1: event that him and Emery threw a Puma event right there Crenshaw There's a
2: picture when we go through this museum,
1: of me, Nip, and Hove. Yeah. And I remember
2: being on my couch and Nip called me, Maniac. I'm doing something tonight. Pull up. And it was pouring rain. And it was at the Peppermint Lounge, or Peppermint Club next to Jerry's Deli. Yeah. Remember the Jerry's Deli yeah, on that, Beverly? Yeah. little one right there. Little yeah. Little one? But you remember it used to be another club yeah, right there, yeah, next right next door. To, but they now they call it the Peppermint Lounge or something. Right. But back in the days it was right next to yep, Jerry's. This is the name of that shit too. Small yep. place. <laughs> and he's like, pull up. And it was pouring rain in Cali that night. Right. Yeah. And I pulled up by myself and um, you know, my camera guy was there, and he caught that flick of me, Hove, and Nip. And I put it there. That's and, 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 and and Hove was like, and Nip was like, yo, Steve rocked with me in the beginning. And Hove didn't know that. As long mm. as I know Hove for 25 years, he didn't know that I worked with Nip and put Nip oh, on really? with Big U. Even with Puff, I was at Puff's house one day working right. with Scott Storch and Puff, he was doing something for Victory Lap, Nip pulls up, and then Nip comes and he's like, oh, and Puff's like, he's like yo, Steve was in the beginning, so Puff didn't even know that, so Word. a lot of people didn't know that because, you know, me and Big U, you know, we, we, we exposed that, we just did what we did and put the work in. Jay, but, but, Jay showed love know, and bought a hundred copies yeah. of Crenshaw. But, you know, Word. that was, you know, throughout point. the years, you know. Different things were happening so people, you know, were around and stuff, but at yeah. the end of the day we know what we did. We 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 we, we, we like to you build brought, from the dirt. You brought yeah. him through early. Anything you know I do, right? i build from the dirt. I'm this place right here is from the dirt. Right. Yeah. And when it works, then people will try to copy it. I don't know if you saw we got a lemonade stand outside. You yeah. know, we're gonna have lemonade. So yeah. we we think out the box, but we're real creative, real innovative, um, and we, we look at longevity and building legacy. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're not here to prove nothing to nobody. We just wanna work
0: hard. To everybody giving, looking at this, yeah. he's, he's giving Jews, man. And we gonna uh, give him his flowers. Do the knowledge. Bitch. Do the knowledge, I, We wanted man. to talk
1: to you because this was some fly shit. Like, I called y'all, I was like, yo, this guy got a hip-hop museum
0: slash Yo, you you dispensary. know, we, uh, yo, I was here, uh, maybe when you first got the spot, remember? Yeah, we got it, it was real, yeah, we yeah. Went upstairs That's and all I'm that. saying. They had had nobody I looking at here like this, and like, yeah. As soon as I walk in, I see the death row shit, I'm like, oh, right. But you know what's so crazy?
2: <laughs> he said he was here when it wasn't nothing, right? Yeah. So that's just putting your blinders on, focus, let like no one take you away from your grind and make it happen. Walk it through, that's see right. it through to the end. A lot mm. of people start stuff, but they don't finish it. You also came to my treatment center in the yep. beginning stage. That was the same day. Same day, you on a field, yep. field trip. you the you on a field trip. Field trip. And throughout day. the pandemic, we were in blessed, open businesses. But mm. now, when you see the finished product, like, it, none of them This was open. the vision. This was the vision. But he came right. through. He there walked on the construction. Head. Now, when he walks through and sees everything, uh, he's going like, "Wow, you really did it."
0: We don't I just talk say about it. We too. be about it. You say one of my best friends. I'm not gonna say no names. You saved his life. That was God. Well, you, you, <laughs> that was was part, you was part of the <laughs> that was real uh, same thing you did for Scott Stores, you did for my peoples, man. Yeah. Well, so, you know, look, <laughs> it's yes, our peoples, right. first of
2: all, yes. number two, and it's, you know, family, but, you know, I believe everything happens in life is God. Right. That's and everything right. that's written is from God, and everything happens for a reason, and mm. tomorrow's not promised, and people always question different oh, things, and, like, that was the reason why, it happened for a reason, and yeah. God wanted. that. I never question stuff no more, because right. I'm a true believer in God, mm-hmm. and I pray to God every day and I pray to God for my family's health, yeah. and I, I pray to God to keep me going and strong, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this pandemic comes, and a lot of people, they they worry about their health now,
0: mm-hmm.
2: when we should be worrying about our health and loving our family mm-hmm. before this pandemic, right. which mm-hmm. is the real things in life. And it woke up a lot of people, especially a lot of rappers who were blowing their money on dumb shit, they wish they had that money back. Mm-hmm. But the person that we helped was because of God, and we're not gonna say names, but it's a crazy story because he called mm-hmm. me he said yo i heard you got a treatment center and at that time that one wasn't open but my partner had the treatment centers mm-hmm. so i called someone to help someone and the crazy thing was that person went to go visit our people and wound up dying and had a heart attack wow so god saved someone's life but took someone else's mm-hmm. life i didn't question it and then i asked our people when i told them what happened i said suckers just passed away hmm he's like what i, I said yeah that. bro but you need to do me a favor and go to his funeral he's like well, i don't go to funerals i'm like well you never get the treatment and you did he's like you're right i'll go to the funeral and he went to the funeral and he got to meet the guy's mom and all the friends and they were wow. like oh my god he's here and they they looked at him as an iconic legend and they were like yo oh, he looked up to you and he just wanted to meet him but he went there and he had a heart attack before crazy. he got to meet him yeah, it's and uh crazy how god works yeah, man. Yeah, man
0: it's real Stop shit. But Real yeah, shit though, real right? Shit, that story's real, right? Yeah, it is real that's shit. though. Real, you know? So right. in my,
2: in my, in in because of my integrity and my principles and morals, mm-hmm. I put a picture of the person who died in our studio in mm-hmm. memory of that man mm-hmm. and his wife and kids. Called me like, wow, because he was going to be part of that treatment center. Yeah, because he reconnected me with the guy I grew up with. Right. Yeah, but you know everything happens for a reason. I never question God, for reason, man. man. I just want to tell everybody out this though. Mm-hmm. We're here once in life. Yeah, and when we go, we're not coming back. I'm very selfish, I'm scared of dying. And I feel like if I die, I want everybody to die, but that's really selfish, right? Mm-hmm. And don't have no regrets, and live life for today, because mm-hmm. don't hold on to grudges, and hold on to the money, and hold on to this, and all that, because we're not here forever, man. Yeah. There's only two things in life that's guaranteed, death and the IRS. That's right. And as we get older, you know, not promised So you know, like right. make the best of it. Make, like people say to me like, yo man, you're always working, because I love to work. And you that's work? one of my addictions. So in the treatment center the guys are like, yo, what's your addiction? What drug? I'm like, work. Which is a drug. Right. I don't have no children. They right. get married. But oh, wow. at the end of the day, no, it's real shit. I cheated yeah. myself on like certain you. things. <laughs> but you know a lot of people say yo you heard this happen you got the same 25 hours a day to make the same shit happen right, too right. you got two legs and two arms we were talking off Boy, camera like, on, you were
1: like i don't even there's sleep. no
2: excuse <laughs> that you got two legs and two arms in your health yeah. right and then you got health it's a different ball game. right yeah
1: but you know what i mean so, Steve, so we all been got the in the same game a long hours. time brother uh 30 years plus 30 plus 30 years. plus uh, yeah. so we here me and Fredo. You, you 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 guys known each other forever you know we've been rocking for a little we giving you your flowers that's why we bring in this show here, right? We're trying to bring a light to everything you're doing because people see you on the sidelines of a game They don't know what you do. They'll see you behind every artist. You're a behind-the-scenes kind of guy mostly, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So for everybody that don't know who Steve Lobel is, hopefully this episode bring you brought you a little closer Please support what he's doing because you see where it's coming from You know what I'm saying it's coming from a heart coming from a good place. He's dealt with legends he, de- he deals with the young boys. He never got outdated. You know what I mean? No you never, out. No never, never switched out. up on nobody. You know what so. it is? You know, I
2: told you something that every football game, someone's going to see the National Anthem, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that. Because yeah. Yeah. you know what, it's not on TV. Mm-hmm. If you're there live, you'll see that. Mm. That's right. And then people be thinking, like, yo, why this guy got pictures of everybody? Mm. My throwback game is crazy because I mm-hmm. only on had a camera because I was doing retail promotions, putting up posters and stickers. Yeah. So I have to take the pictures. And I'm like, you know what, let's get a picture with the artist. Yeah. And I tell myself, yeah. and I tell people, I'm a dinosaur, but I'm fossil fuel,
1: so I stay relevant.
0: And I don't sell my like soul that. out. I don't I like sell that. my don't soul. Don't publish it. That's I don't sell, sell
2: my soul out to be relevant. And right. My whole career has been a cruise control. I'd rather be on cruise control than up and then fall down and never come right. up. Or the marathon, like he it's said. Marathon, that like Nip said, When you open that door, we go out. That whole wall, you're gonna be stripping. Yeah. Oh, I got some shit to show you in the box, bro. <laughs> wait, I gotta see wait. this shit. On the other side of this door, back in the days. I would have promo stickers from labels, and I have to go put them on lampposts and walls. Don't tell you got some Onyx
0: promo stickers. Yeah. Oh, Oh, Now
2: look, wait. You have to do all that stuff back in the days. Remember, that's how promo was. That's how it was. We didn't have IG. We didn't have none of that shit. And P.O.P. So again, when I did a lot of retail promotions for Relativity, I would take Common, because I worked with Common Sense, forgot about him from the Midwest, Mm. and I would take Common on a retail run. To the Ave and go to all those stores, yeah. the Wiz,
0: Hot wax. Sam Goody,
2: all that. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, let me get the pictures of the posters. Uh, and back then, we had to sign glossies, 8x10s. I got an Onyx glossy. Hello. I got an Onyx sticker, I got an Onyx t shirts. Yeah. Wait. So, and there's a boss sticker, of, a boss uh, 8x10 in there. We didn't have IG, there was no selfies. So, what I would do was like, yo, let me take a picture with the artist on a Polaroid. Yeah. And then I would just develop it and keep it in photo albums. All my house, I got photo albums of all these toll bags that we throwing up. I just hoarded or saved or kept things. Didn't know there was going to be an IG, because if I did, I wouldn't be here. I'd be on an island rich as fuck. I didn't know that I was going to open a museum with half this stuff. Like I just saved shit. Mm. And it was all in Queens, where I started, under the bed, in the closet, in my dad's house. And one day I went, a few months ago, and put all these Adidas toll bags. I used to carry Pajama, SJ and LA and Broad to LA. See how it all just, it's crazy. Wow. It all came together,
1: brother. That's crazy.
0: So, uh, not knowing that we're, this um, would be here 30 years later. And I know that
2: we were gonna de-virginize the first interview here, and I'm about to show some Onyx shit of you, with 8 by 10 yeah. and ballers, stickers, baby. and t-shirts.
1: Exclusive. So
2: check this right out. Here. We're
1: about to go on a little tour. We're gonna show them. We're all gonna right. bring the cameras around, give you a sneak peek. Please pull up if you're in the area. The grand opening is now.
0: Now, it's open. Ready for business. Weed Weed Working. 7040 Havenhurst
2: Avenue in Van Nuys. Lemonade powered by Weed Working. Associated with cookies and my man Berna. Hip-hop museum. Recording studio. Dispensary. Cultivation of its first kind. Beautiful girl outside the bikini selling lemonade. Only real motherfuckers allowed. Mm -hmm. Only Mm -hmm. real smokers allowed.
1: Yeah. Only real guys who appreciate hip-hop allowed. That's right. This is it right So here. we're going to go on crazy. this tour, give you a little sneak peek. We can't give you anything. Give him everything. We're going to give you everything. All let's right, go. Man, let's, let's do go it. <laughs>